0: Okay. 2 Chronicles twenty. God is a good God. We're in a we're in a wonderful series entitled "Unusual Victories." Say "Unusual Victories." Unusual victories. Come on, say unusual, "Unusual Victories." God is doing something in this house this year that is so different than He's ever done. He told us it's unusual because we've never seen anything like it. Amen. We've never seen. It. Let's let's pray for um uh, brother Neil Stakesha. I think they did they have the baby yet? What do they have? The boy, right? They had a, did anything else pop out? A girl or something, something else? <laughs> I'm just making sure. Because, you know, sometimes, you know, the doctors always say, so they had, they had the baby. They had the baby. So let's thank God for them. <laughs> Brother Neil is our keyboard player. I, I fill in, but Lord Jesus, my fingers be feeling like concrete, so pray for me. I'll be playing for the next few weeks, so I'll be at y'all's rehearsals. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So we're, we're going to be making that happen. Amen. So y'all will see me up there for the next, next at least month. Welcome to Bishop at Rehearsal (laughs) They don't like me to rehearsal They be like oh god That ain't right sing it again that ain't right Something about that ain't right They be like can you just leave us alone so, I'm going to be at the rehearsals. Hallelujah. So, uh, But Brother Neil, and if they had the baby. We thank God. He hit me yesterday and said, um, Keisha's at the hospital, so I don't think you're going to see me for a while. I said, okay, it's all right. God bless you, man. We love you. So, we, um, if, if you have their telephone numbers, if you're friends with them on Facebook, hit them and let them know. We're praying for them. Let's let them know how much we thank God for them. And um, when they're not here, they're missed. Amen? Amen. All right, right. Second Chronicles 20, let's, let's, let's jump into this word. I want to talk today from this subject, the strategy for victory. The strategy for victory. You don't just fall into a victory. God has to give you a strategy for it. Any place in your life where you need victory, it it doesn't come just just because you only praised. It doesn't come just because you gave. It doesn't come just because you came to church. God has to really give you and download to you a strategy for winning. It's the same with like debt. You don't come out of debt just because you turn around three times and put your amount on a piece of paper and ball it up and threw it in the garbage and burned it. You don't come out of debt like that because you didn't get in debt like that. (laughs) You got in debt because you kept spending and spending and spending, and then you found another credit card, and you spent and spent. Then he's like, that ain't enough. I'm going to find one more. And you overspent. And so the way you're going to come out of debt is, and I, and I love this method. I've, I've, been, I've been researching it, but I, but there's a method called the snowball method, which is you start with the lower debts you have, pay those off, and then the same money you were putting on the lower debts, you up it and you pay off all, all of your debt. It is a, somebody say a process. a process. God gets behind whatever you are concerned about. Amen. I'm going to say it again, God gets behind whatever you're concerned about. If you want a house, you're not going to get a house just because you said, Hallelujah! Can't say it no more. You get the house because you get serious about your spending. You get serious about paying off your debt. Come on, please say man. Y'all looking like what in the world? You get serious about paying off your debt. You get serious about your credit score because what good is it to get in a house and lose it because you didn't have the right formula before you got in, so a lot of the stuff that we're believing God for, He hasn't given it to us yet, because a lot of us haven't had a strategy to move us towards it. You want to be married, young lady? You want to be married? Become marriage material. Become marriage material, sir. You want you want to find a, you want to find a wife and find a good thing? Well, be the best husband. Be trustworthy. Yes. Be a man of your word. Right. Be a man that has something to bring to the table. Amen. Come on, come on, come on, come on. It doesn't happen because you're cute. And if that's all you're dealing with is, is cuteness and sex, we got enough people in kids. cuteness. I'm looking see the kids in. There. If all you're dealing with is just sex and cuteness, then you then divorce is imminent because, because once she gets pregnant, sex is going out the window. I'm working already. <laughs> when she gets pregnant, her body changes, her hormone changes, she's going through stuff, she ain't gonna want you blowing in her ears. She's gonna go, stop <laughs> blowing on me, stop. I'm already hot. I need an air conditioner, I don't need your hot breath. And that's what you're gonna go through. If, and if you base the relationship on only sex. Then you're gonna be looking for you're gonna look for that itch to get scratched somewhere else. Yeah. I'm preaching already, and y'all don't even know it. Yeah. This is why you got to get delivered before you say I do. Yeah. Yeah. Come on, yeah. oh, Tell it. Bible says better to marry than to burn. Then you married and and having sex and still burning. Yeah. Why am I talking about this today? All right, we'll leave that it alone. It's the strategy. It's the strategy. Strategy. I'll leave it alone. It's the strategy. Every and and, and watch this in any area you're gonna have victory in, God has to give you a strategy. You have to seek him as to what his will is for you to come out of debt, for you to come out of this, for you to find a husband, find whatever it is, Lord. What is your will? Give me a strategy and you gotta be write this down because we ain't we not taking notes yet, but write it down. I have to be patient. Whatever you want from God, you gotta be patient. You gotta be patient enough to wait. Until God gives you a plan for it. So what do you do until he gives you the plan? Be still. Be still and just wait. A lot of times we get in a lot of trouble because we try to assist God in in helping him help us to get out of stuff. We help him. Because we know the way we take. (laughs) All right, let me read the word so I can get you all out of here. 2 Chronicles twenty three verses, one through three. And it came to pass after this also that the children of Moab and the children of Ammon and with them also besides the Ammonites came against Jehoshaphat to battle. Then there came some that told Jehoshaphat, saying, there cometh a great multitude, hear these words, then there, then there came some that told Jehoshaphat what? There cometh a great multitude against thee from beyond the sea on the side of Syria. And behold, they be in Hazanatamar, which is in Engedi." Now listen to verse 3. And Jehoshaphat feared and set himself to seek the Lord and proclaimed a fast throughout all Judah. And Jehoshaphat feared set himself to seek the Lord and proclaimed a fast throughout all Judah. Everybody say, the strategy for victory. Strategy for victory. We're not going to finish all this today. I know it already, so I'm not going to try. Tuesday night, we'll give, we'll, we'll, we'll give a part two and maybe next Sunday we'll give a part three to this. All right? Let's talk about the strategy for victory. Say, the strategy for victory. Strategy for victory. Let me say this. Bad news travels fast. Bad news always travels. If God is blessing you and and, and um and, and and you 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 put it on Facebook, look what the Lord did. You get 3 likes. I'm going through a rough time and I just need everybody to just bang with me in prayer. The whole world show up. People are inclined and they are they are they are they are they're, they're they're pushed towards drama. And some people live for bad news in somebody else's life. Some people just can't see you be and, and I, I know I'm not I'm not a preacher that preaches about haters and all that stuff, but there's some people that really just don't want to see you in. There's some people who don't who, who can't stand for you to smile. There's some people that and if they're really they really sent from the enemy, they can't stand to see you say what God has done. It's something people will call you and talk to you and expect you to say that everything is going haywire. And when you say, but God is blessing and, and he's just making ways out of no way, and I can't even tell you when the last time I've been down, God is opening they're like shocked. Like, oh, for real? For real? Because, because anything that you don't share, people come up with conclusions about. And I to, I'm, I'm, I'm learning, I'm learning, I'm learning, I'm learning how to how to keep my stuff to myself. Yeah. I'm learning how to keep my stuff to myself because if the enemy, if the enemy gets in a person and they, they love to see you down, then the enemy's gonna be on on pins and needles because then the, the, the people who he's using are never gonna understand what's going on with you because the only thing I'm sharing is the victory. Every now and again you're going to have to Even when everything's going wrong You're going to have to learn how to pull on old testimonies You're going to have to learn how to tell people The Lord is still good In spite of what I'm looking at God is making a way I'm still alive You're going to have to find the good in everything We're in the beginning of this year Don't let anything that is negative Cause you to start shutting down Because once you start shutting down You stop experiencing the goodness of God don't, okay, so that brings me to point number one. Don't allow bad news to keep you from believing God. Don't allow bad news to keep you from believing God. A lot of people stop believing God based off of the bad news they hear. Right. Believing God for this house. Working on my credit. I'm doing all of this. And they tell me that I'm denied for the loan. How, what do I do now? What most people do is they shut down when they hear bad news. Now, if we can be honest today and take off your your Easter face, what we do is we get very aggravated when we're believing God for something and we get a negative report about something we're believing for. You don't have to say it, man, but I know it's true. I'm, I'm standing in faith and it doesn't happen the way I prayed for it to happen I'm believing God and it doesn't come through the way I thought it was going to come through based on my confessions what do you do after you've been denied although you've been standing in the faith and being obedient sowing your seeds, doing the best you can saying God I trust you putting your post up on Facebook, God's going to come through for me, just wait 10 more days and, and in, in 11 days You ghost. You MIA. People say, come on, come on. I'm eager to hear the praise report. You just log off. Because there's nothing to say yet. You're going to have to learn how to get verbiage and give verbiage to stuff that God hasn't done yet. You're going to have to learn how to give God praise in the midst of what you believe is disappointment. Disappointment. Lord, please say amen. You're gonna to have to learn how to trust God. Somebody say, I trust Him with bad news. So, the purpose for bad news is, is, is maybe four or five different things. Let me give you like four of them. The purpose, excuse me, of bad news is number one, to shock you into fear. The purpose of bad news is to shock you into fear. Anytime bad news comes, there is a spirit that is operating behind the bad news to get you to open the door to fear instantly. The moment you start fearing is the moment you stop believing. I'ma say it again. The moment you start fearing is the moment you stop Come on, say believing. believing. And a lot of people have stopped believing because they received bad news about something and they moved instantly into fear. Because fear creeps up with a lot of questions what if what if i'm oh god they they're firing people on my on my floor in my area what if i get fired and what we do is we come up with the worst possible conclusions if i don't have no money i have no job if i have no job i'm gonna get kicked out of my place i'm going month to month already and we see ourselves packing a house come on going to a shelter you put our kids off somewhere? And and this is not what God gave you. This is fuel because you have accepted bad news as truth. And a lot of us, a lot—if we can be honest—twenty nineteen was full of bad news. Twenty nineteen was full of bad news from the from the onset. Bad news. The purpose of that is to get you to move for a second. The purpose of bad news is to break your focus. To break your focus. It seems like when you dig into something, when you start saying this is what I'm going to do, I'm going back to school. I'm working on myself. Come on, this is what I'm about to do in my life. I know this is God's will for me. It seems like in the middle of you trying to stick with it. In the middle of you trying to say, this is what I'm going to do. The enemy always tries to discourage you. His only job is to get you to break focus. You can find another school. You can get another car. You can find another friend. Y'all going to talk to me. But the aim behind what he's trying to get you to do is to get you to stop being steadfast and unmovable. Lord help me So when bad news hits We break our focus and stop praying When, oh, Come on talk to me Because I know it's true When bad news hits we, we, we try to find people Who can give us natural answers to something That is really a spiritual problem The enemy doesn't want you to go forward. So what we do is we waste time and break focus on keeping our eyes on Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, trying to find somebody to help soothe us about something that they don't even know about. I don't know why this happened. You don't know why this happened. So the only thing I can do is stay focused on the one who has the power to turn it all around. Touch somebody and tell them God's about to turn stuff for you. It don't look like it. It it doesn't feel like it. But this is why you have to keep your focus. This is the season for you to not be distracted by bad news and the spirits that come behind bad news. Lord help me. I don't think we're gonna get past any of this. Say this. I will be focused this year. I know it's been rocky for some of y'all already been rocky for a lot of us already. I'm going to lose this weight. You just started eating from January 1st. <laughs> Go back to school. You already missed a semester. Plan for the next one. Focus, watch this. Focus is not about what you missed. Focus is about what's next. Oh God, help me. I'm going to say it again. Focus is not about what you missed. Focus is about what's next. Listen, uh, uh, Israel's about to leave and uh, Pharaoh's coming behind them and this is what God says to him. He says, turn around and up until this point, God never told them to focus on the enemies. God never told Israel, watch Pharaoh. Look at what he's doing to y'all. Look at how they're coming after y'all. He never said that to them until God was ready to take care of them. The only time God will ever have you focus on an enemy or a situation that has caused you to break focus is when he's about to pull you into victory. He tells Israel, look back and see Pharaoh and his army because after this, you gonna see them again no more. What he was telling them was, y'all have stayed focused for so long that I want you to see how far you have you have come from your enemy. But this time, I want you to look back to see not just how far you've come from your enemy, but I want you to see what I'm about to do to your enemy. Oh, God. If you can stay focused this year, that... Is gonna leave. If you're gonna stay focused this year, God's gonna handle it, help you handle your business. If you're gonna stay focused this year, your family's gonna get saved. It all is according to your faith and your focus. Tell somebody to stay focused. Purpose of bad news number three is to, is to make you afraid to fight. Bad news comes to get you to whimper. Crawl into a hole. Pull the covers over your head. And start proclaiming stuff over your life that God never proclaimed over you. I guess I'm just a failure. No, you're not. This situation, you may have failed in this situation, but that's not who you are. Because the Bible says you are more than than a conqueror through him that loved you. If that's, what, if that's what God says about you Even if you fail That's not what you are Say so I have to keep my fight This baffles me This baffles me That some of you in the world Were the biggest fighters You were brawlers Some of y'all women in here let something pop off, and you ain't in the spirit. Uh huh. I didn't see. I got. A, I got a glimpse of some of y'all. We was in New York. I'm gonna tell the story. We was in New York, and something popped off. This dude came up in the church, try to fight me or something. These women started jumping up out that chair. I handle this bishop. I said, Wait, wait, wait a minute. You got your nails on. Wait a minute, stop. Your makeup will get messed up. Your hair. You just got that brand new weave. Stop. These women was like. I got this. Oh, no, no, sit down. We got enough men for this. The men going in the back, but the sisters was right behind them. Let's go. I was thinking to myself, what in the devil? What happened? Some of you, yeah. Some of you, <laughs> some of you lost your fight because you have endured and, and received too much bad news. You lost your fight. There was a time when some of y'all would stay up all night long to prepare business ideas. Stayed up all night long to work a deal. Stayed up all night, come on, studying because I'm going to get these good grades. Where did you give up? And when did you give up? God has not given us a spirit of fear. But he has given us a spirit of power Love and a sound mind. When your mind is not sound and you hear bad news, it affects everything your hand touches. Because watch this. This is why he says your mind has has to be renewed because you process everything through the mind. Everything. If somebody says you cute, you process that through your mind. And if you've heard enough bad news about you, you ugly thing. Da, 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 da. If somebody says you cute, you get really defensive. What are you trying to do? I'm trying to say I'm ugly? <laughs> I'm telling you what I believe. You look beautiful today. No, I don't. I'm trying to. I'm really giving you a compliment here. Anybody ever come up against somebody like that? You trying to give a compliment? You know, you really look beautiful. Mm. <laughs> what you want? I want nothing. I'm just telling you, you're beautiful. You're beautiful. You look, I love the way that, that, that color looks on you. What are you trying to say? What are you trying to say? I said what I said. <laughs> the issue is not that your words were wrong. The issue is that it got filtered through an un, unrenewed mind. It got processed through a mind that has been filled with junk. And anytime you lose your fight it's because there's too much junk in your mind. Yeah. Yeah. Mike Tyson said this. He said he said the last fight I fought I no longer had the desire to hit. I didn't want to fight anymore. They were pushing me to fight. They had deals on the table for multiple millions of dollars. I could have came back and got all my fortunes back. Things were looking up for me, but I lost the desire to fight, he said, because I had too much going on in my head. I had too much going on in my head. My question is, what was going on in your head when you was knocking people out? (laughs) Now watch this. This is what he said. He said, I started forgiving people. Listen to this. He said, I started forgiving people. I started letting go of things that happened to me. He said, I released them from all the stuff they had done to me. And when he did that, watch this. He did not want to be a killer anymore, he said. Which says that, watch this, his whole career was built on hurt. Hurt will get you paid, but hurt will hurt. You can get a relationship with hurt, but you'll lose it quickly because of it. And if that person really loves you, they'll stick with you, but you'll wound them until they can't take no more. You ever heard that statement that says, hurting people hurt people? It, it has everything to do with what's going on here. That's why in our Just Jesus series, we dealt with the transformation of the mind. God wants your mind to change because he wants you to get your fight back, not your brawl back. I said he wants you to get your fight back, not your brawl back. The world is not against you. Everybody doesn't hate you. If that's the thing that's fueling you, then you are not going to really succeed. You can make multiple millions, but you won't be happy with them because you only did it to prove a point to people. Okay, we'll leave that alone. Somebody say, "I have to get my fight back. When bad news hits, when bad news hits you, the spirit behind that bad news is to get you to let go of your fight, your tenacity, the mindset that says, I don't care, I'm going forward anyway. All right, last one. Uh, The purpose behind bad news, watch this, is to rob you of your faith. Bad news comes to get you to stop believing God. Isn't it something how we can believe God when, when, when it seems like things are going wonderful? Oh, God is in control. Somebody prayed for me. Had me on their mind. Took the time to pray. I'm so glad they prayed. That's when things are going good when all hell's breaking loose, Lord, what's going on? It's hard to believe, watch this, it's hard to believe when all hell breaks loose if you didn't start in faith. If you don't start in faith, it's hard for you to continue in it. And the enemy comes to rob you of your belief that God is still able to do exceeding abundantly. Watch, okay, okay. Uh, Look at verse number one in our text. It came to pass after this also that the children of Moab and the children of Ammon and with them beside the Ammonites came against Jehoshaphat to do battle. Mm -hmm. So now, these people are coming up against King Jehoshaphat and Judah to do battle. Up until this point, they don't know what's going on. So a battle has been forged against them that they don't even know is coming. Mm -hmm. They don't know it's coming. But look at verse number two. Then there came some, uh uh-oh, that told Jehoshaphat. So there's a battle. Now look, somebody is close enough to these three groups that are coming against Jehoshaphat to leave them and tell him, you're about to get hit. Yeah, right. And by the time, if you've really studied this text, by the time the, 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 the messenger gets to Jehoshaphat, these three, Ammon, Mount Seir and all of them are three or two days, excuse me, two days off from hitting them. So they get bad news that in two days, y- y'all gonna be in war. Two days. Look, look at verse number two. It says, There cometh a great multitude against thee from beyond, the, from beyond the sea on the side of Syria. And behold, they're in this place and this place. Now look what happens. They get, they get noticed that in two days, these three big companies of warriors are coming against you yes. in two days. Imagine you leave here today, and somebody calls you and says, in two days, they're coming to get your house. In two days, now bad news is bad news. Yes, that's right. Satan, the Lord, rebuke you, all that wonderful, but it's still bad news. That's right. Watch this when the news comes of Jehoshaphat, he has to make a decision, like a lot of us. How? Now watch, you're going to have to come up with this for the whole year. Write this down. It's a question for you. Only you can answer this. How will I handle bad news this year? How will I handle bad news this year? You want to know know when people start ad-libbing when they don't have a plan before time? If you don't know how you're going to handle something, you do whatever comes to your mind in the moment. And this is why a lot of people are in trouble today. Right. How do you handle grief? Right. How do you handle the breakup in a relationship? How to come on? How do you handle family hurt? Right. How do you handle when you fall short? Right. We don't we don't have pl- a plan to, uh, or even a, a, a knowing on how to deal with these things. Right. So when it watches when it happens, we rely on the carnal side of us that pops something into us from an undelivered place that brings us further down into the muck and the mire of this thing and makes it so much more difficult for us to deal with it. If we can be honest, a lot of the the stuff that we've gone through has been because we've had no plan to deal with it. How do you deal with loneliness, single people? How do you deal with it? If you don't deal with it as a single person, it ain't going to leave you because you got married. How do you deal with this stuff? How do you deal with your hormones? A cold shower don't always work. Y'all quiet. Come on, I got to talk to y'all where you're at. How, how do you deal with that? How do you deal with that? How do you, how do you deal with depression? How do you deal with sickness? How do you deal with it? Most people don't know how to. We've never been taught how to deal with it. My mom died when I was 10. My father didn't want me. So all the stuff that a lot of people know as as regular, I had to learn through unusual means. Trial and error. That didn't work. That didn't work. That messed me up more. How do you deal? How do you deal in relationships? How do you deal with the breakup? How do you how do you say it ain't working? How do you how do you deal with that? Most people don't know how to do that, so what we do is we make it up and ask God to put a seal of approval on it because we're so anointed. Honestly, how do you okay? How do you deal with church hurt? How do you oh Lord? How do you deal? How do you how do you deal with, 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 with they keep overlooking me? Do do I feel like I'm being used? How do you deal with that? Most people don't even know how to do that. You don't don't even know how to have that conversation because you feel guilty for saying it. I don't be disrespectful. So, you'd rather pull up and leave because you don't want to have a conversation. How do you stop running? You run from relationship? You run from job? I don't like the way the boss talks to me. I'm out of here. I'm talented. I can find, I'm talented. I can find a job anywhere. So we run. You're never settled. How do we deal with that? How do we deal with, I've had multiple sex partners. How do we, talk, how do we deal with this stuff? We don't, there hasn't been a blueprint for it. Because most people don't even know how to even talk to God about it. And because we don't know how to talk to God about it, we shy away from it in prayer when that is the vehicle that he's ordained for us to cast our cares on him. You don't get answers until you start casting cares. I feel neglected. I feel, over, I feel like I feel overwhelmed. I don't even know how to handle life. I got these kids. I don't even know how to be a good parent to them. How do we deal with that stuff? Now, why am I saying all this? When Jehoshaphat got the news, he was never in this place before. He was uh, up until now; he's never had three armies coming after him at once. But we're going to see how he deals with this, and I'm only going to do two more verses, two or three verses after this, and and we're done. But watch how he deals with this. This, say this. This is a year. year. I refuse refuse to to allow bad news to news to to overtake me. Don't be overtaken by stuff. You've never experienced before, because you can go crazy because you got more money than you've ever had. The same way you can go crazy because you don't have no money. If you don't, okay. How many of you? Are, okay, let's let's. I'll take a survey. How many of you believe in a God that's gonna bless you with more finances that you've ever than you've ever had in the next few years, starting this year? Okay, I love that. Question number two: How are you preparing for that? Do you know what taxes are on a million dollars? Do you know how to set up an LLC for all of your business needs and beyond so that you can write everything off so you've got to on, you gotta pay? Come on, we don't do this. Y'all wait, in around about May, I have I an have apostle that's coming here who, op, who does business. This guy in Pennsylvania has opened up more restaurants and they're successful and he's coming here to do a two-day summit with us. That's gonna allow, he's gonna show us how to get the money, gonna show you how to do business, gonna show you how to how to how to hire employees, how to do your 1099, all of that stuff. And we're gonna we're going to, we're going to, we're gonna be the premier church that's gonna bring this to Virginia because I believe that we can't just talk about it and don't prepare for it. We can't just talk now, now y'all. Because <laughs> you you ain't expected to be a millionaire. We can't just say, "Who God's gonna supply all of my needs to call us riches and glory. Hallelujah. And then you leave here and your mentality is worse because you haven't prepared it for what, God, what you say God's gonna do. Wow. Say, I gotta, get ready for this. I gotta get ready for this. And anytime you start preparing, bad news is gonna try to hit you. Yes. All right. Watch this. Number two, how you deal with bad news determines what steps you take to see victory. How you you deal with bad news is going to determine what steps you take to see victory. You need me to say it again? How you deal with bad news is on the screen, determines what steps you take to see victory. It's up on the screen. If you need to screenshot it, write it down, whatever you got to do. Get it. The steps that you take to get to see victory is is going to be linked to how you deal with bad news. Now, why am I talking about this bad news coming? I'm not saying that, but what I'm saying is this: bad news is not just oh somebody died or something tragic happened. Bad news is you ain't never going to be able to do this. Bad news is when you're excited about an area of your life that you're like, "Whoa, God gave me a promise and I'm stepping into it and it's, the doors are opening and somebody says." How are you going to do this? You tried this last year, didn't you? It ain't worked then. It probably ain't going to happen now. That's bad news. Why? Because it is contrary to what you believe in God for. And how, look, look at the point, how you deal with bad news determines what steps you take to see victory. So I, say, say this, victory is mine. Victory is mine. All of the songs today that, that we heard dealt with all of this today, victory is mine. I believe that Satan's going to be under my feet this year. I believe that every place I go that God's going to give me victory. But the enemy is not going to let you just walk in it because you saved and sanctified and Holy Ghost filled and fire baptized and got Jesus on your side. He ain't going to let you just walk up in there just because you saved. He's going to try to stop you with everything that he has. He's going to try to send people in your life that are going to tell you it can't happen for you. He's going to send people to remind you of your failures. He's going to tell you through the undelivered side of you that you don't have what it takes. You're going to have to fight in order to see victory. Look at what Joshua did. All right. Verse number three. And, Je- and uh, uh, Jehoshaphat. Look at what Jehoshaphat did. And Jehoshaphat feared, set himself to seek the Lord, and proclaimed a fast throughout all Judah. Verse number three. He, he did what? He feared. The first thing he did was he feared. The first thing he did was he didn't speak in tongues. Oh, glory. I see victory. No, that ain't what he did. When he heard that there are three three armies coming against you, the first thing that hits him is fear. The word fear here in the Greek means he was afraid. He was terrified. He couldn't see a way out. Man of God, afraid. Why? Because anything you haven't experienced but you realize it's coming upon you and it's not good, the first thing the enemy wants you to do is to start wondering about the worst. What if they take us captive and we're there? Oh, Lord, this can't happen. He feared. He was terrified. But watch this. Bad news causes an unrenewed mind to replay bad news over and over. Bad news causes an unrenewed mind to replay bad news over and over. When it comes time for you to start making destiny decisions, you're going to have to step out on faith and trust God. Amen. And one of the hardest things to do is to step out and trust God with something horrible replaying in your mind. Yes. Amen. The last time I tried this, I ain't get no clients. If that's the thing that's replaying in your mind, it's going to be hard for you to give a thousand percent this time. Yes. Yes. Last job, the last time I went to go for a job like this, I, I, I blanked out and I, don't, I just I didn't know anything although I studied all of it I, they asked me these questions and I was like on the spot and I hated it. This go around you're going to be making 40,000 more than you made last year. You're sitting in the seat your pores open up you start sweating I'm like, oh God I ain't even preaching sweat pores right you're just oh God why are you afraid? Because you are remembering something that already happened. For a lot of us, as we as we pray, as we start praying in, in, in this new year, you're going to have to ask God to wipe the memory of any failure out of your mind. Wipe the failure of the past out. You're going to have to pray until God does it overall in your mind about past failures. If you don't do that, then anything you do that mirrors anything you failed at, you're not going to give it your all. Because you're going to be expecting a replay. All right? Watch. He feared. But his fear pushed him to do three things. And we'll close with this. His fear pushed him to do three things. First thing he did was, he, everybody say, he set himself. set himself. Come on, say, he set himself. set himself. Write that down. He set himself. The word set here means to stand. To turn in a different direction. To see something different. After he feared, the next thing he did, he didn't wallow in the fear. He feared, but his fear pushed him to do something. The purpose of the enemy using fear is to get you to shut down. But when you realize that, wait a minute, this is not what God has for me, your, that, that fear will, will start dissipating, but you, gotta, you have to have a move Ready? You can't let fear come off of you and you don't have a guideline of something that you're going to do next because what you're going to do is you're going to become a person that procrastinates. If you live in fear too long, every move thereafter, you will become a procrastinator. Well, God wants me to do this. He'll give me another word. if If this is what I'm really supposed to be doing, I'll feel something in my spirit. You might not feel nothing in your spirit. You might not feel anything in your spirit but you. But if I don't feel nothing I have to have a knowing. Yeah. Where does a knowing come from? His word. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Where does a knowing come from? Somebody say his word. his word. So when I don't feel anything I have to go by what I know. Right. And we know that all things come on talk to me work together for good to them that love the Lord who are the called. Say, I'm called by God. So when I, don't, when I don't have an a, a, a understanding of things, I have to have a knowing. So the more word I put in me is the more that I'm connected to what he wants for me, even if I don't know exactly what I'm supposed to do in this. Yeah. Because the truth of the matter is that in a situation that I don't know what I'm supposed to do, the knowing will come from the word. It'll come up in me. The Bible said the Holy Ghost will bring all things back to your remembrance, what, that you put in. That's why he said, that word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. That's not just falling into fornication and adultery. That I might not sin against thee may look like this. God is saying, take a step. Move forward out of this thing here. He's like, God, I don't want to do, but if I have the word in me, the word will tell me that he will not suffer my foot to slip. Help me, God. And if I believe his word is true, then all I need is for the word to come up. I might not know how this is going to turn out, but if the word comes up, somebody shout, I'm going to be all right. I'm going to to make it because if I have the word, come on, in the beginning, was the word, the word was with God, and the word was God. And if I have the word, then guess what? Somebody say, I will make it through anything. anything. Jehoshaphat set himself. Mm -hmm. Say say, set. set. That means you got to stand. Having done all the stand, stand. Stop falling out in stuff you're supposed to stand in. Stop having temper tantrums when you're supposed to be a person that stands in the truth of God. Come on, come on. It's time to grow up now. It's time for you to say, uh uh-uh, I've cried about this all last year. Now I gotta stand through this. Come on, I gotta pray until I get an answer. I gotta stand in faith until I see God move. I gotta step into the word of God. if you don't do that, if you don't do that it's going to be very easy for you to miss seasons and i don't know about anybody else i have missed I'm Talking about me i've missed enough seasons in my lifetime to realize that now the water's being troubled yeah. the water's being troubled and if god is doing something unusual in this year then watch this we ain't waiting on no angel the water is consistently troubled that means you can wake up at 2 in the morning and start praying and God will have clients calling you at 2am it don't matter now, somebody say he's breaking the rules everything you desire when you pray you have to believe come on talk to me, that God is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him and if you stay consistent in your word and in your prayer and in your believing and you diligently seek him, somebody say I'm about to be rewarded. Touch two people next to you and tell them God's about to reward your faithfulness. Come on, tell somebody God's about to reward your faithfulness. Tell somebody else, God's about to do something new for you. Set yourself We're in the beginning of a new year Set yourself that means stand up in this come on here stand up in this with power Come on, you've been praying for years now. Let the glory of God be manifested out of you Come on you've been declaring and speaking the word every morning for the last five years After you've declared now you gotta wait to see the manifestation, but stand still don't move to the left or to the right Don't let the enemy push you out of your place. Don't give it up for nobody. Don't let nobody push you because of that because of their feelings they're if you don't like what God's doing in my life kick rocks and move move out the way because what God has for me my God somebody shout it is for me and whatever he promised me I might not have seen it the last three years but because this is the year of the unusual everything he promised me somebody shout, it's coming to pass all right let me let me close this second thing he does is he begins to seek the Lord. Write that down. He, he, he begins to seek the Lord. The word seek here means to investigate. Ah, Glory to God. Glory to God. Say investigate. The word, the word seek means investigate. You know what investigation does? It takes time. It's something um, we don't want. We want everything to come so quick right, right. that we're not willing to investigate. What is the, what is the key word to investigate? The root word, invest. Yeah. Come on. We don't want to invest ourselves into God. Right. <laughs> he says, Watch this. We're gonna, the way we're gonna see victory in this is we're gonna, I'm, I'm gonna set myself, I'm gonna stand in this. And I'm going to turn us in a different direction. The fight is coming from, from, from the north. I am going to. I want everybody to turn towards the south. Because I will look into the hills. I'm sorry. From whence cometh my help. I don't look towards where the problem is coming from. Because when I look to where the problem is coming from, it's going to unnerve me. It's going to make me fear. It's going to make me watch It's going to make me put more emphasis on the problem rather than on the one who has, a, who has the power to deal with the problem. So I turn away from the problem, and I set myself by turning to God. Yes. Watch. Yes. Seek. To seek God means investigate. Yeah. Uh-huh. The way that you investigate God, watch this, and he's going to show you how to do it. You investigate God by bringing up everything he has done. This is why, over, let me talk to you, let me talk to Overs here. This is why this generation has a hard time with the relationship with God because this generation is living off of other people's testimonies. Wow. I'm preaching to her because y'all don't want to hear that. <laughs> I'm living off of my grandmom's testimony because God opened up a door for her and she made a way and her check came through And that, but he ain't done nothing for me. You right. 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 see what I'm saying? So now when, I, when it's time for me to investigate or, or invest into him, mm-hmm. There's no connection here. And anything you're not connected to, you'll never invest in. It's hard to get people to sow seed, watch this, when they ain't invested in God. It's very hard to get people to sow into your business when 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 they can't connect with your vision. It's the same thing with, with a relationship. When that man comes and starts talking to that sister, what is he? He ain't spitting game. Or maybe he is. But, but, what, but what, he, what he's really trying to do is to, to explain to her his, the vision for his life. She has to make a decision whether or not that's a vision she wants to buy into. And if he don't know where he's going, she ain't going to attach to it because she needs Purpose. A helpmate is not a silent partner. A helpmate is a verbal partner. That's how you get favor from God, not from you. You got the strength, but she got the brain. I'll leave it, I'll leave it. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Forget it. I'll get back to God. Investigate God. Without forming your own relationship with him, it's hard for anybody to fully invest or even investigate who he is to you. You have to live your life through what he did for somebody else and claim that as yours. And it's very hard for you to invest, investigate in him into who he is to you because you have nothing to stand on. on. Yes. Hezekiah is about to die in the Bible. Yes. Yes. He's about to die. I know I'm taking it all over the place. Hezekiah's about to die. Am I boring y'all? I got like three minutes, please. Let see what time it is. Hezekiah's about to die. I couldn't even see the time. God blinded me for a second. I was like, oh, what time is it? I didn't have my glass on. Hezekiah's about to die. Right? And uh, the prophet comes to him, walks through the gate, and says, listen, the Lord says, your life is required of you. Get your house in order, you're about to die. He leaves out the house and he's walking through the courtyard and Hezekiah, the Bible says, turns his face to the wall. Oh, yeah. Notice what he's doing. He's setting himself. shut ah, up. You caught it, Reese. I saw you. He, he's setting himself to believe God for something. Watch this. Although God has given him a word. God, God's prophet. Says to him, "Get your house in order." The Lord sent me to tell you, "You're about to die." But look at the look at the blueprint. Look at the strategy. He says, "I heard what you said, God, but I'm gonna set myself. I'm gonna turn away. Watch this from even what you said. Amen. Y'all don't like me. Y'all don't like me. Y'all don't like me. Y'all don't... because the heart of the Father. We even when He gives a word of damnation, the heart of the Father is to do. Watch this great things for his children and although death was his portion, he says, peradventure if I turn away from that and turn to him and have a conversation. Grandmama said it like this, have a little talk with Jesus. Y'all gonna talk to me in a minute. He turns and sets himself and listen to what he says to God. Oh Lord, remember. He calls God, watch this, normally we have to investigate God. He says, God, let me flip this, investigate me. Yeah. Oh, yada. He says, investigate me how I worshipped you in your holy temple. Yeah. Investigate me of how I knocked down all of the idols when everybody else was bowing to them. Look at how much I did for you. Investigate my heart. Know that I did what I did because I loved you. And not I didn't do it for fanfare. Didn't do this for the money. He said, investigate me. So he said himself, he told God, investigate me. And the Bible said, God gets the prophet and says, turn around. Go back to him and give him another word. God says now, Hezekiah, I'm going to add years to your life. How does God in the same moment say it's over, but then turn the prophet around and say, but I'm going to add more? Yes. Yeah. That's right. Look at this. The strategy was he set himself. Yeah. Lord, investigate me. Without a relationship with God, there's nothing for him to investigate. What can he add to you because of what you added to him? Yeah. You know, you really want to know what he was telling God? What he's telling God is this. I've sowed a lot. Now I'm calling, for, I'm, calling for the, I'm calling for the reap. I'm calling for the reap, not the reaper. I'm calling for the reap. I want to reap from what I've sown. God, investigate what I've sown to you and pay me for it. God gives it back to him, not in money but it gives it back to him and what he needs. Yeah. 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 Come on, Bishop. If you don't build the relationship with God, there's nothing for him to investigate yeah. in you, but there's nothing about you to investigate anything about him, so the relationship is at a stalemate. Yeah. Yeah. We sit here looking at each other. He can't do anything for me because there's nothing he has to go off of and I can't can't expect him to do anything because I don't know him. I don't really know him, but I come to church every Sunday, but you don't know him. I took Holy Communion last Sunday, but you don't know him. You spoke in tongues this week, but you don't know him. How do you know him? Paul, I'm glad you asked. Paul said, oh, that I might know him. In the fellowship of his suffering, When you go through is when you learn him. And the church don't want to go through. I get it. I get it. You know what? Don't talk about nobody going through. This is the year of unusual. But if you don't go through anything, he never comes close. Because he only comes close to those that are broken and a contrite heart. He comes close. Why? Because he wants to get to know you. What if I told you? Oh, I'm gonna get in trouble. What if, I t- what if I told you that all the stuff you went through in 2019 was only meant for God to get to know you? I mean, let's just, let's just end there and have an altar call. The question, the question of the year is, the question of the decade is, did you take him up on the offer? Or did you complain in your suffering because you didn't want to go through? Anytime you don't want to go through, you're telling him, I don't want to get to know you. God's dropping nuggets on us today. Yeah. Anytime you don't want to go through, you're telling him, you're slapping him in the face. I don't want to get to know you because Paul said, the way you know him is in the power, in the fellowship of suffering and suffering doesn't have to hurt. This is the mystery of suffering. I, mean, I might just do a whole series on the, on the mystery of suffering. The mystery of suffering is because we, we think suffering, we think Jesus crowned a thorn in his head, spikes in his hand, spikes in his feet piercing the side, ripping the beard off. He suffered. He suffered, bled, and died. Right? That's what we think suffering is. Suffering, the, the mystery of suffering is you don't get what you want for a season. Come on. Oh, oh, Lord. Y'all just missed it. That's the, the mystery of suffering is not pain. It's patience. Lord, I'm, I'm, I'm in deep waters now. I'm in deep waters. I'm in deep waters. The mystery of suffering is developing patience. Because by nature we don't want to suffer long in anything. It it hurts just as much as being ridiculed. Because like J.G. Wentworth is my money. And I... Want it now. Y'all gonna talk to me today. Come on, don't act like you didn't watch TV. It's my money. 877. Come on, don't, don't. <laughs> it's my money. And I want it now. That's our mentality. But how do you get to know him? Watch this. Because whatever you're waiting on, he wants the relationship before he gives it. Oh no, my seat. I feel the glory the relationship is more paramount than the blessing we want the blessing and put the suffering on hold the suffering is, is first notice if you don't suffer with him you don't reign with him cause in the suffering you get to know him but in knowing him you get to reign with him you can't reign with somebody you don't know cause you don't trust him he take you high and you're like he gonna drop me the take me the, more, the farther I got to fall, but the Bible said now unto Him who's able to keep you from fall Lord, help me from falling, and to present you faultless. If that's what He does, why are you afraid of the fall? Wow, Somebody say there isn't going to be any falling, Lord. When you learn how to rain. Okay, I'll, I'll teach that in an advanced class. The mystery of suffering. I got, I got weeks on it. Okay, so, so okay, last thing. So he sought the Lord. Then he proclaimed a fast. Number three, proclaim a fast. Proclaim the fast. Ooh, bishop calls him to a fast. Maybe. Maybe. He proclaimed a fast. This church loves fasting and praying. Even if y'all don't do it, we love it. I'm going to proclaim it for you. <laughs> this church was built off of PFW. Prayer, fasting, and the word. Prayer, fasting, and the word. Churches don't do that these days. They call a consecration a fast. Okay. We're going to eat at six o'clock. One meal a day. No, you're consecrating. That's a consecration. When you fast, there is no food. There's nothing to satisfy your belly. That's a fast. Look at what he does. He, he proclaims a fast. He demanded that everyone die to their flesh listen to this, we got two days. We got two days before they come after us. He said, we're not going to win this battle if all of us are in the flesh. Because in your flesh, everybody has an idea of what they should do. You're going to say, well, what we should do is we should all learn how to fight in a day. Somebody says, "We give everybody a sword. Somebody else is going to say, let's run. Somebody else going to say, let's just play dead. Somebody going to say, let's hide. He says, no, no, in order for us to get victory, everybody has to die of their flesh. The, now watch this. The livestock fasted. The horses, the cows, the mice, everybody fasted. No food for nobody. <laughs> everybody fasted. The dog will fast. When I fast, I'll be like, Rover, sorry. Sorry, dude. In, in our case, in our case, donut. Donut, sorry, baby. You have some water, though. Put a little, couple of drops of apple cider vinegar in there for you. You'll get some strength. No, I'm not going to do that. That will be called animal control on me. <laughs> and, but in this case, everybody fasted. Yes. He says victory is going to come when collectively we die to our flesh. Why is he saying that? Because if it's not in you to see God, and if it's not in you to want him, or if it's not in you to see him do anything... Watch this. When fear hits you, you're going to do crazy stuff. Yes. If it's not in you before time, people wait. I'm, and I'm, I'm done. I'll see. i am close this up. Tuesday night, come back. People wait until the worst hits. Mm-hmm. Then we start fasting and praying and beseeching heaven. Mm-hmm. Or when the worst hits, we act out. Right. Right. I ain't got nothing else to lose. I lost everything, so I might as well go all the way and just do, all, do it all. <laughs> right? Or, now, you, now you're an Indian. I am going to say something. I'm not going to say that. Now you're doing all that. And then you be like, I gave it my all and God didn't. Now you're upset with God. When the truth of the matter is that, he wanted that and more from you before this hit. What are you storing up? So that when bad news hits, it doesn't take God long to give you an answer. Stand on your feet. What are you storing up so that when bad news hits, God is ready? He's already been speaking to you. You don't have to be like, is this God telling me this? Is this God telling me this? Is this God telling me this? No, no, I know his voice. Overseas and I were talking about some things last night. I went to sleep last night, and the Lord Jesus visited me. Jesus, and the Lord Jesus visited me. I, I, was, I was boo-hooing. Last night. The, people are looking like, what? Are you crazy now. No, the Lord visited oh. me. <clears throat> last night. I saw his face. He visited me last night and spoke to me mm-hmm. and told me what was going to happen in what we were talking about. Right. Problems, concerns, issues, all that. And it gave me... Uh, just a phrase and in the phrase there was a thousand answers who else can give you one phrase and you get a thousand answers in one phrase about everything that's going on in one phrase but God why am I saying that I don't wait until a problem hits to try to develop the relationship I live every day as though there's a problem on the horizon. Amen. Amen. And I need you to help me with all of this. Yes. Although there's nothing there. You, you get what I'm saying? Yes. That's what keeps me close to him. Yes. So that when something hits, I don't have to do much more than what I've already been doing. Lord, what, what do I do? How do I handle this? I need you to tell me something. That's the way he wants us to live. In such proximity to him. That all he has to do is just say, Jesus. "That's all." Mm-hmm. Just a, Whoop. and the whole situation changes. No, One word, mm-hmm. laugh. Mm-hmm. Like, see now, if God told, if God came to you and said, "Well, oh, I got a, look, God, a, this money, I, I got, my money's messed up. This is with my children," God just comes and says, "Laugh." Most of us would just be like, "Satan, I rebuke you." Because you haven't developed and cultivated your ear to hear his voice. We don't hear the illogical instructions enough. So when he gives us an illogical instruction, it seems so foreign. And I said, a lot of people are, God been told him to answer. You want him to say it again, because He said it, but you missed it. God, some of y'all don't realize that God has been told you what to do, with, about your money? God's been told you what to do about your, about your children. God's been told you what to do, how to handle your depression, your grief. God's been telling you how to handle this stuff. You want to know why you missed him? Because you haven't developed a relationship with him. Do you really think that his voice, the Bible said, his, his ear is not too heavy, that he doesn't hear you. His hand is not too, it's not too short, and that he can't save you. In other words, God wants to pull you out of any, any deficit that you're in instantly. So why doesn't it happen like that? Because we miss the directives. A lot of us need to say, Lord, retrain my ear to hear your voice. Retrain my ear to hear your voice. Because sometimes you really think you're hearing God, but it's been so long since you really heard him, it really sounds like him, but it's really you. We've all been there. I done been there a lot of times. Like I heard the Lord. Then i am like, oh, snap, that really wasn't him. <laughs> yes. You want to know when that happens? When you haven't spent enough time getting acquainted to his voice. And watch this. When he takes you to another place, Billy, his, it's the same voice, but it's different at the next level. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can't explain it, but it's his voice. Yeah. But it don't sound the same as it did at the last level. His voice changes as you mature. Oh. His voice changes as you mature. A child's ears. Oh, I want to teach this stuff so deeply. A child's ears, when they're young, hear you in a certain light. But the older they get, the more their their eardrum matures because the sound frequency hits their eardrum at a different place, the bigger, the the more mature they get. This is why he said, he that has an ear. uh, He's not talking about this. He's talking about inner ear. He's really talking about a person who has an inner knowing. He who has an inner knowing, let him know. What the spirit says to the church. Yeah. Us. Yeah. Yes. Lord, it's some deep stuff. I, I, can really, I can go really deep in this stuff, but I, I'm supposed to be closing and praying. A lot of our ears, your ear has matured. You've gone to another level, but you're expecting to hear the old voice. Woo. Wow. So the stuff he's saying, you're missing. Because remember, my sheep... Not, oh, Lord, I, I can I really teach you stuff. My sheep know my voice. Okay, but if you haven't been acquainted with his voice, you could be a sheep but don't know it. Because yes. the frequency changed. Yeah. Oh, okay. Forget it. All right, so we're going to pray. Look, because I, I, I feel, I could just go, I could just say, sit down, let's, let's go into, it. anybody want to meet me in the, in the, in the, in the yeah. cafe? We'll just go for round two. That's where I feel. I'm so full of this. His ear, your ear has matured. The more word you hear, the more your, your ear matures because you're hearing, you're hearing the word. Faith comes by all of that has to do with the inner ear and hearing by. So the more word you hear, the more your, your ear matures, which changes his voice structure for your ear. So the question is, how much word have you heard over the last year? So then the, 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 the second half of that is, how more mature has your ear become from 2019 to 2020? And if your ear has matured, his voice has changed. He's the same but the frequency of his voice has changed. Come on. He don't change, but how you hear him does. Come on. Y'all, come on here. Okay, so, okay, just give me two more. Elijah said, um, remember Elijah said, he's listening for the voice of God? He said, he listened for him in the wind. Because it's immature to hear past, just hearing him inwardly. Then he said he, he wasn't in the earthquake. Because in the wind and an earthquake, he could hear him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but, but then, he he matured and he said, "I heard him in a still." Up until then, he didn't hear him like that. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm just I'm full of the word. I'm sorry. I could do a whole ten month lesson on this. He heard him so in different ways. He now think about that. How do you hear somebody in wind? How do you hear somebody speak in an earthquake? Because when an earthquake hits you, you're looking for cover. Right, yes. Which says, oh Lord, the more I hear him, the less afraid I am of the elements. Yes. <laughs> yes. I'm sorry, I'll leave that alone. I'll leave that alone. I got, the revelation is just bubbling today, I don't know why. Yes. The more I hear him, the more this. If I can stand in the, earth, in the middle of an earthquake and hear him. Or in the middle of a, of a windstorm and hear him. Then, obviously, my ear has matured past just hearing him speak to me, and at that time, audibly. He says, but then I, I realized he wasn't in the wind, wasn't an earthquake, but he was in the still, small voice. What happened was God's voice had changed so many different times. He was trying to hear direction, and it wasn't until he was persistent in the past hearings when earthquake, that's how I did hear him. And he waited. He set himself to hear. And when he set himself to hear, he said, but I heard him in the still, small voice. That's after the earthquake, after the windstorm. If I wait, I'll hear. Don't be in so much of a rush this year that you miss his voice. Don't be in so much of a rush this year that you missed the instruction. Right. He's going to do what he said he was going to do. Lift your hands and we're going to pray. We sing a song. God is able to do just what he said he would do. He's going to fulfill every promise to you. So don't give up on God. Because he won't give up on you. He's able. Now Watch. If you don't give up, you will see the ableness of God. Father, hands are lifted. Our ears are open. Our ears are open to hearing you. Our ears are open to hearing your voice. We need direction. We're going to need instruction for what's coming up next we need you to do something within us like you've never done before move all fear and doubt and worry out of us we trust you today come on tell them Lord I trust you today come on tell them Lord I trust you today we trust you so much God that we're willing to wait until you come through for us until you give us the next set of instructions and directions we're willing to look foolish in front of people and wait on you but today father as our hands are lifted in your presence you said as we wait on you, you're going to renew our strength. You're going to strengthen our heart as we learn how to wait on you. And so, God, as we wait on you, God, we worship you. Come on, lift those hands and just open your mouth and just begin to worship. And Lord, we worship you. We worship your name today. We thank you for what you're doing. Come on, we thank you for what you're doing.